1: Live nation welcome back to another episode of full court press episode number 26 man we got a lot to talk about tonight and i will posit this before we get started um i i love joel that you you picked that theme uh song nba on nbc for the for the header mm-hmm. for the show it's it's, mm-hmm. it's so perfect uh you know one day we're going to get big enough nbc is going to come come call in and in <laughs> to cease and desist letter, but in the meantime, it's, it's, it's great.
2: That's, that's um, the well, so we'll song guys, with I grew that I What's up, Joelle? How you doing? Yeah, um, I'm doing good, but I'm saying, like, that's the song I grew up with. I miss that song.
1: Not yeah. old, but I love it. Yeah. No, I I feel you, man. Like, that was, that was like the, what, the the late 90s?
2: Mm-hmm. Late yeah. 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah, and
1: that's, that's when the Knicks were really damn good, too. Like, you know, Patrick Ewing, Allen Houston, <laughs> Latrell Freewell. Damn, that was a good yep. team. Um, but, hey, man, it, they're on the up and up now, too, man. KP, KP6 went off last man. night. Shit was amazing. I unicorn. Love it.
2: unicorn.
1: I know, man. He's uh, Well, I thought it was interesting. I saw on the jump today uh, Rachel Nichols uh, had a stat line for him. Um, with his stat line last night, no mm-hmm. player in the NBA until uh, until Kristaps did it uh, had ever scored 35 points, hit five threes, um, had 10-plus rebounds and four or five blocks, whatever five he had. Five blocks. Yeah, five blocks. No, no, no player in the NBA in the history of the league has ever done that. He truly is the unicorn, man. Like,
2: he
1: he's he's terrific. All that all that talk preseason about me saying, like, you, you might want to trade him to Boston and just get a shit ton of assets, no. like, nah. None of those fucking assets are worth KP6. <laughs> like, I was wrong. Yeah. I was totally wrong. He's special, um, man. Yeah, he, he really is. Uh, uh, Juwan, what's going on, brother?
3: Nothing much. Just wanted to say, you guys, uh, it's funny hearing you say that, Nate, because As much love as I show KP six God, I was one of those clueless fans that booed him on draft night. So it's definitely good to see how wrong I was. Yeah, well,
2: I
1: mean, a lot of people, a lot of people were wrong because, I mean, you do that draft over, he's the number one pick. I mean, I, I think without question, I think well, with Towns the number one pick that year.
2: Yeah, not yeah, it's yeah. still arguably towns, but you know, KP Yeah, no, you, know, you
1: there no way you go with towns, man. There there ain't no way I'm taking towns over over Christoph well like KP. I mean, I I mean Christoph's a better shooter, he's a better defender, like the mm-hmm. the way that guy Christoph's moves is, and can and can get blocks, like I mean Christoph's he's
3: grown did, he's go ahead. grown better he's grown better and faster. Than uh than towns, but you could also say maybe, uh you know where towns has been has kind of watered him down a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah, know, him, but him like sharing it with Wiggins, could, coaching you, changes. Well, and stuff. but yeah, but
1: come on, yeah. like you, you can't you can't not say that about Kristaps. Like Kristaps was yeah. able to thrive even with someone as ball dominant as Carmelo Anthony playing with him. Like the, that, the
3: expectations were low for KP his first year. Towns I mean that's true. That pit, so they were looking for him yeah, to be like but, the next AD or something.
1: No, no, no. And I, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, in a, in a, in a vacuum, like, I don't, I don't think there's very many people out there who would take Towns over Porzingis. Uh, you know, like I no, just, I don't,
3: right. I don't right. doubt that. But I, I do get Joel's point. I don't think you necessarily lose if you take either, either one way. of them uh, sure. as your number one pick. Right. Yeah.
2: My thing yeah, is, and I, I, I know why Knicks fans were skeptical, is because you got to remember that, that trade for Bargnani, and it was just a, like a flashback. Like, right. oh, no, not him, please, not him again. <laughs> it's like, right. why yeah. would you do that? That's, it's just, we're scarred. It's just scarred. That's all it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, man, yeah, I'm man. hoping my Hawks get uh, get old Luka Doncic, uh, you know, come yeah. come draft night, and he's going to be the, the next kind of um, – uh, Euro- European superstar. Like I, I think he could, mm-hmm. he could have that kind of potential. He's he's, and he is balling Good. out over in Europe playing against grown ass men. Like, uh, and he's been doing it for a while. So, uh, mm-hmm. I I really he might be the number one pick now. I you know I I think if the Hawks get the number one, I don't care where they are. Like, I, and and I think
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I'm not sure. I haven't checked the standings since maybe two days ago. But I, I, I if I'm not mistaken, I think last I saw the Bulls won and the Hawks lost. So I think the Hawks are half yeah. a game behind the Bulls as of right now. Right. If I'm not mistaken. I think
2: they're last East. so eight. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: So hell yeah, man. Like Tank City, give me that because yeah. I want Luka Doncic, man. Um and I, I don't think uh <laughs> I, a I don't think like Still there's lottery. a lot of Hawks fans who don't want him, but I don't think that uh that are um, management really cares. Like I, you know, they don't care what what the fans want. Like it's all about, just, you know, what, so what you do we think though, is either. gonna. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. If you if you like if if Phil and and granted, I know that's a, a, literally a four letter word, and also metaphorically a four letter word in in the um, mm-hmm. prism of of New York basketball. But if Phil had really mm-hmm. cared about what the fans thought, he wouldn't have taken Porzingis. So. That's
3: true. You know, just so you know, easy. Nick, just so you know, yeah. Nick, uh, Atlanta is last in the Eastern Conference. They're at 6 and 21 up. and yep. the Bulls are Which makes
2: at them last in the league.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I think the, the last team
1: league. in the Western Conference is Dallas and they're they're two two ish games yeah. ahead. So, uh, to yeah. That way. <laughs> yeah. So, hey man, I love it. I I'm all about it. I'm like it it pisses me off that draft reform is happening. Like I'm I'm all about like let's let's do it the Philly way, man. Like look at Philly right now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I would I would yeah. gladly suck for like 3 or 4 seasons if it meant like getting the amount of talent that Philly now has. So. Um Yeah, but yeah, look but at hey. that, The way Philly did
2: it. It's just weird they drafted, like, three centers at, like, back-to-back-to-back. <laughs> it's, like, weird.
1: Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Like, it, the draft is so hit or miss that they, they missed on so many and didn't get, like, mm-hmm. I mean, didn't get a lot for it um, for the players that yeah. they missed on. Right. Uh But, mm-hmm. you know, like, the players that they hit on, you get enough picture you're eventually going to hit. Like, you're going to hit on something. Yeah, right. And so they hit on Embiid. They hit on Simmons. They got... They mm-hmm. they remarkably hit on Covington. But Covington is is kind of like the backbone of that team, so to speak. Um, and by well, no means he up, even. Right? Well, I think I'm not I'm not positive, but I think he was undrafted. I think they picked him up. Yeah, could that's what be. I
2: figured.
1: Yeah, and I think they picked him up. At, you know, like after the draft. Um, but see, the thing is, you don't you don't make that kind of pickup unless you're a really shitty team. Like you don't take the guy that everybody yeah. overlooks unless you know you're gonna yeah. be able to to give him minutes and, and such. But anyway, they, they played
2: the a whole D league team that year. <laughs> yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, but that transitions us very well into our first topic. Uh, so the the Philadelphia 76ers have traded one of those picks, Jalil Okafor. Uh also Nick Stauskas, and the two thousand nineteen New York Knicks second round pick to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for Trevor Booker. What are your thoughts on this deal? I'm gonna start with you, Jawan. Uh
3: I I like it. I like any time uh well I've been wanting uh Jalil to get out of where he was for, for the longest. Uh I think free Okafer uh was was something that was existing <laughs> Before free Meek Mill, so that that was good that he finally got <laughs> out of the situation he was at. Um, I, I I honestly think seriously if Brooklyn can get steady uh, management as far as organization wise, coaching wise, uh, I think with uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, whatever you get from Jeremy Lin when he comes back, and a uh, a completely reformed Jalil Okafor, one mm-hmm. that. Uh, I, I heard a lot of people saying they wanted him to get rid of that back to the basket. I don't. That's one of the things that makes DeMarcus Cousins so special. Uh, he can mm-hmm. back you down. You can he can also shoot the ball. Right, and canter, yes. Uh, thank you, Joelle. Uh And they can also shoot Whoa. the ball at a high clip. Not a high clip like Curry. I just mean for big men, they mm-hmm. can shoot it uh, at a good percentage. So if Jahlil Okafor can get just a small little jumper, nothing Nothing Gasol like, nothing A D or DeMarcus or KP, just something mid range a little bit that he can uh you know do like a, a pick and pop and just <laughs> Right. Yeah, yes, Tim yes Duncan. exactly, exactly like that. If he can develop that, Brooklyn if uh, you know, with um I'm trying to think of that forwards name uh that I wanted the Knicks to get. Uh okay. so from the the Raptors. Uh no. Oh Carol. Demari Carroll. Damari Carroll. Demari Carroll uh, you could really start to build something uh, in that. And uh, b- before I, I kick it back to you, Nick, I just looked at Brooklyn's record. They honestly, they won't, and we know this, but I'm just saying, as bad as the East is, crazy thing is if they had just a little bit more talent, Brooklyn could be one of those teams looking well, to make the playoffs. They won't be. Absolutely. But saying, and, and that's, you know.
1: Well, but see, that's the thing, too, is
3: it they're currently
1: playing – I mean, they're currently playing without both Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell. Like, Jeremy Lin's gone for the season. D'Angelo Russell's out indefinitely. He's probably going to be out at least another month, I would assume. Um, They don't have a timetable on him right now, but he had to get, like, surgery um, for, I think it was, like, bone spurs in his knee or something like that. Um, yeah So like He's been out And they're still playing well Like Spencer Dinwiddie Has come in And stepped up And played well Yeah um, Whitehead Has played moment. well With with minutes uh, That you know That he's gotten Like they They, they both Both of those guys Are are um, You know have, have a very good future as, as solid backup point guards And Brooklyn has both of them um, And you know I, I think it's really uh, A testament to uh, what's his name, Sean Marks, I think, um, the, mm-hmm. their GM. Yeah, Sean Marks. Um, he mm-hmm. has done a terrific job um, at, at, at being able to take a team that has absolutely no future and give them a future. Um, and it took mm-hmm. a lot of different circumstances. It took um, essentially, you know, them, uh, the Lakers being in the bind and having the change of powers that they had, um, you know, it also took, you know, the Sixers not being able to, to, to really find any sort of uh, market for, for Jaleel Okafor. It took Toronto, uh, you know, making a trade to get a Baca, which means the payroll was so high, so they had to get rid of Damari the Carroll, so they didn't pay so much. But, like, he has been there every step of the way to reap the benefits of all of those um, uh, happenstance circumstances. So, like, big props, big props to Sean Marks. Um, but let me throw it to you, Joel. Uh, what did you think about this trade?
2: I really liked it. I really, I'm a, again, I'm surprised. by it. Like, everything you just said about the Nets is true. Like, I've been really surprised by their moves. Like, I don't expect them to do much this year, especially because of their injuries. They've just been hurt. Um, but they, like, turned nothing into something. They got D'Angelo Russell. They got Damari Carroll. They got Julia Okaflick. So they have to do, like, top five, like, top three picks from, like, two years ago. It's ridiculous. It's like, yeah. what, how? So how did that happen? Now, don't get me right. wrong. They have issues, and that's the reason they were available. <laughs> they weren't because, oh, they were good. Let's give them a room. It wasn't that situation. Right. Obviously, there's a bargain there for some reason. But they took a chance, and those are not bad chances. These guys are still young. So I thought it was – and it worked for the Phillies, too. But I really – I've always liked Trevor Booker. That's a great get for the Sixers to help them in their playoff pursuit. So, yeah, I think it's a great trade. And, they, you know, look, the East this year is not as bad as everyone expected it to be. Technically, they have more winning teams in the East than the
1: West right now.
2: So, it's like, damn, it's, it's surprising. You know what I mean? It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, y- yeah, my initial thought to this trade was why. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> like, you're not like, – you're, you're, you're sending out Okafor – um, I get Stauskas. He's just there, really, to make the money work. Um, I forgot but about I get, him. I, I get, yeah, everybody did. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, the Philadelphia forgot about him the moment they signed JJ Redick. So, um, but what? no, I mean, I get it. I, I, I get like, like you, you need to get rid of Oak Oakford. Um, but like the fact that you included a second round pick and you only got back Trevor Booker, um, but. But here's the thing, like Philly has so many picks, like they own like they owned owned three second round picks from the Knicks alone, um, and that's what mm-hmm. they ended up giving up. One of those picks, um, they own. Mm-hmm. I think they own Brooklyn's pick, second round pick next year. Like they have so many picks, like you saw in last year's mm-hmm. draft. They literally drafted, like, four people that they could stash because they don't have enough room on their roster to bring they the amount the of draft picks. Yeah, they did. They pulled a Boston. Um, so, like, I, I completely, like, I don't mind them giving up a pick in the deal. They don't need that pick is is the point I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it, essentially to me what it boils down to is you move Jaleel Okafor and you get back Trevor Booker. Trevor Booker's on an expiring contract, like it's it's not it's not a bad deal for either team. Like, you know, for for mm-hmm. the Nets who are desperate for any kind of picks they can get, they get a draft pick. If Oak Ford doesn't work out or, you know, if, if some stupid GM comes and says, uh, you know, if he if he has like a, a, a monicum of success this season and some stupid GM comes in and says, I will pay you twelve million dollars For four years, you know, twelve million a year for four years, like yeah, just let him walk, you know. But you could probably get him to re-sign for like I don't know what, like a five-six million dollar a year contract over the next three years, something like that. Like a fifteen million dollar three-year con, fifteen to twenty million dollar three-year contract is not you know bad for a backup center. Um, So, you know and he might not even be the backup on that team. I mean, uh, I would probably try to sign him for, like, three to four years at a reasonable amount of money and see what happens with Justin Patton. Hopefully Justin Patton pans mm-hmm. out and Justin Patton takes the reins as the starting center and you can use Okafor the same way that, and his Cantor, like you mentioned, Joel, I mean, um, has, has made yeah. a, a – has had a lot of great success um, with back – you know, back to the basket and um, kind of being like a sixth man when he was in OKC at least. Um, so that, I mean, um, I, I I like the trade and I agree with you. Trevor Booker's like he's a solid, solid player. The the Sixers haven't gotten shit out of Amir Johnson this year. Um, so oh, yeah. you know, you just you just give Trevor Booker Amir Johnson's minutes. You, you've already got mm-hmm. Rashawn Holmes. So you, I mean, he's your backup Boy, center, like and he plays a little bit of four. I love Rashawn Holmes. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. The biggest thing for the Sixers yeah. is you didn't take anything long-term because you really want to make a splash with next season. It, you know, obviously there's LeBron, there's Paul George. Um, there's a slew of, of free agents that, that could help the Sixers, um, you know, so you didn't hurt yourself there, and like I said, you didn't you, you you have so many picks that, you know, if all you had to do was give up a second round pick what, 2019 New York Knick, New York Knicks pick is probably
2: mm-hmm.
1: going to be 44 to like 50 you know, it's going to be somewhere in that range, it's not going to be like a super high um, second round pick, so you know I I don't hate it, as, as your famous words, Joel. I don't hate it. <laughs> so
2: okay. yeah, and um, yeah. Just uh, to make a correction, you said
1: Justin Patton. I think you meant Jared Allen, in Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Patton's uh, playing in uh, Minnesota.
2: Minnesota, right? I think. Yeah, I think it was Minnesota.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 right. I get I those two confused. confused. They were they were like right next to each other on my draft board. So, <laughs> so right, yeah, I, I remember.
2: remember. <laughs>
1: All right, well, let's move on, fellas. Um, According to league sources, rival executives believe that the Houston Rockets have a legitimate chance to sign LeBron James in the offseason. What are your thoughts of LeBron teaming up with Chris Paul and James Harden, uh, potentially? Uh, uh, Jawan?
3: Uh, Two reasons why I don't like it. The one you guys already know. I I hate the idea of another team having a guy that does the same thing as one of their star players. You have two players who are very ball and pass dominant. LeBron is of the same exact clause, so you're getting another guy to do nothing but pass and score. You already have that with with Harden and and Chris Paul. Yeah, but the game is passing and scoring,
1: right? (laughs)
3: Yeah. No, no no, yeah. no, 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 But I but, but I'm saying are but, to do.
2: <laughs> No, I know, but I'm
3: saying, but if you watch the Rockets now, Chris Paul has taken a bit of a lesser role from that. Uh, sure. you know, mm-hmm. to let Harden kind of focus more on that. So LeBron's not a mm-hmm. shooter. So if you're telling no. me Chris Paul has to take a step back and become somewhat of a mid range uh uh kind of um shooter you're asking LeBron to do that. That's not what LeBron thrives at. LeBron thrives at uh, uh, driving the ball, drawing uh, drawing defenders, and kicking out to an open shooter. So then that means you'd have to tell Harden to take a step back and become one of those wide open shooters. Sure. Uh, and I don't like and I don't like it because if LeBron goes there and plays with Chris Paul, it's only a matter of time for you hear Mello once out of OKC. He goes to Houston. Dwayne Wade follows LeBron to Houston. You get the banana boat reunion. Oh, I just I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that <laughs> well, man. And if, I feel like if he does yeah. it would happen. Well,
1: here's the thing: if if Melo wants wants out of OKC, uh, he can you know turn down his twenty seven million dollar player option. I don't see that happening. Um, but uh, but no, I hear you. I, I see i I see what you're saying. Um, I. Uh, I, I I can I can agree with you to a certain extent. They do they all do a lot of the same thing, but you know, if you're going to add people to a team uh, that do the same thing, like if they're all really good at passing and they're all really good at shooting, like that that's not the worst thing to have on a basketball team. Um because I mean really no. if you break down the if you break down the Warriors, they're all really good at passing and they're all really good at shooting. So, you know right. um, only
3: difference is only difference is you have guys that literally are, are, are good at multiple things but there's one thing that they hang their hat on. So that's why they don't kinda of step on each other's toes. Like Clay isn't ball dominant, Draymond's not right. ball dominant until you right. got Durant, you know, your only ball dominant player was Curry. So when you look right. at Houston, you just started getting Chris Paul okay with the idea of being that number two guy Uh, you know, who may have to take a little bit less assists, have the ball a little less, Um, but you know, he's getting better looks at at better shots. So now you're telling him, listen, well, LeBron's coming, so you just went from number two to number three. Harden, you may have to go from number one to number two uh, because LeBron's not a guy that Harden can drive, kick out to, and you're expecting him to uh, shoot that three at a high percentage. He's shooting it this season higher than I think he's ever, than he ever mm-hmm. has. Um, but I don't yeah. know if you can depend on that well, on, a, on a week-to-week basis.
1: Yeah.
3: Sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but here's the thing, like, that, that I, would, I would posit um, as a retort to your claim. Um, yes, you are absolutely correct that you don't have a lot of people that are ball dominant um, on the Warriors. But don't you think Clay Thompson like let's say Clay Thompson had been traded to Minnesota um in that in that proposed Kevin Love deal. Don't you think in a different environment he would be more ball dominant? Like he could oh, be ball dominant. I th- like so, I think so he wait, wants wait, to wait wait, be wait. Ball wait. Dominant. let me, well here's the thing. Let me just let me just make my point is i it I think it's easy to say like a, a like okay, yeah, a player is ball-dominant, and putting two ball-dominant players together doesn't work, but at the same time, it just depends on what their other skill sets are. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. the reason that it maybe sometimes works and sometimes doesn't is just that, the, like, all of the other different skill sets that that player brings, and if you're, again, if you're telling me you have three all-stars, no, not all-stars, superstar players um, who can all pass? Who can all shoot? Um, and honestly, like as good or better than most anybody else in the NBA, that like that's something I would be interested in. So, like, I, like no. I said, I get I where mean, you're coming from. I just think that I think that uh, they they would obviously have to adjust their game, but I think they could. I think LeBron could adjust his game. And Harden would gladly adjust this game to bring in LeBron.
3: No, I'm not disagreeing with you. And every time we have a, 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 a you know a, a possible LeBron trade, I just like for everyone to to know if I am a GM, I'm not saying no to it. But if you're asking me as Jawan and not a GM, do I like right. it? I don't like the idea of it, mainly because I'm looking at an experiment right now that I thought beginning of the year would be one of the most dominant teams. And I'm seeing how having three guys who do similar things and not really that much else differently kind of clashes at moments where you need just that one guy because the, the three of them are used to being that one guy. And that's why Golden State works so well is because um, they haven't had a chance to be that guy by themselves. They've grown up as a collective. So they know all they know is working together. That's that's the atmosphere that they've always been raised in. So if you're now expecting LeBron in his fifteenth year, uh well sixteenth uh, next year, Chris Paul in God knows what year he's in, and Harden in, you know, uh ten.
2: Okay, yeah, somewhere around up.
3: that. Um, if I'm Harden, i I'm the face of this franchise. I want LeBron without a doubt. I definitely want LeBron but I am not going to be that guy that has to take the step back. LeBron coming to my team has to be that guy that adjusts to me because I am that guy, you know what I'm saying, and he needs to come in and kind of work around what we're doing, and that's kind of what I'm looking at when I look at OKC. That's what well, Paul George and Melo look like they're struggling to do is to kind sure. of work around Russ, let alone, sure. you know, and not try to be that guy. Understand that he's yeah. that guy for OKC, and you have to work with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, that's Yeah, but I, I
1: mean, I honestly think the bigger problem with OKC is, is Russ trying too hard to work them in. Or at least that's what it was early on in the season. There's been multiple problems since then. Um, but I, I don't think LeBron would be adverse to that. I think that is exactly what he did when he went to Miami. It wasn't until maybe halfway through the first season that the, you know, it just became obvious, like, like, and Dwayne Wade was even like, let me, I got to give LeBron the keys now. Like, I don't think LeBron's going to come in and say, all right, James, I'm the guy like you do what I tell you to do. It would be a more natural occurrence where LeBron comes in, you, you play how you play and it just transitions over time because LeBron is LeBron, he's the best player in the NBA. Like you're, you're going to end up deferring to him, and if you're smart and you're a good player, you know that's that's just and you want to win. That's the most important thing. And James Harden obviously wants to win. That's why he, you know, courted Chris Paul so much. Um, that you know you that would happen naturally. Like I don't think it would have to be like anything that would be uh, out. I don't know. You, know. you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I, I, I Joelle, what you saying. Yeah. Joel, what are your thoughts? Um, how do you – do you think that LeBron going to Houston would be good for him? Do you think it would be good for Houston, et cetera, et cetera?
2: Um,
1: and, I and think it would be general, great for him. Do I think it would like be great it?
2: for Houston. I don't like it. But, but yeah, I, I knew you wouldn't like it. I do think it would be. <laughs> I mean no I don't like it but I don't but I do think it'd be good for Houston I think it'd be good for LeBron and uh you got to remember it's a Dan Tony system and it's a point guard friendly system and that's basically three point guards <laughs> like right. on the same team. Yeah you know doing what they do with a whole bunch of shooters surrounding them and
1: it's like uh, it, yeah, yeah they're going well, invented and think, the three point guard system <laughs>
2: <laughs> right <laughs> kind of yeah with the small ball just, yeah. that guy just he knows his shit when it comes to offense and mm-hmm. now he'll get. An, if he brings in LeBron, that's another guy that's willing to defend, like Chris Paul, and you don't have to rely on James Harden, who's never been known for his defense. But if he's surrounded by guys that do defend, that might change his mind. You know, like he's oh, a little that he year, So, right, right. And now they have the two guys they brought in. They brought in um, uh, uh, what was his name? I forgot the name. Right?
1: Uh,
2: uh um, Bamute Bamute and, and, and um,
1: right, PJ Tucker.
2: Too. So yeah. it's like. It would work. I, I don't think it wouldn't work. I think it would work. I just don't like him going to the Rockets for selfish reasons. You know, <laughs> like He's been in the East for so long. For him to go to the West, where I think it's a little harder up top to get through than like the East, um, even though the East is a much better like, conference than we expected, I don't think it's as top-heavy as the West at the moment. Uh, right. Especially with the Spurs and, and the Warriors at the top, um, I just think it'd be easier to go go through the East again. And he's, it's, it's his been it's been his conference since he's got here, technically. So it's like, why would you leave home almost, right? Like, why would you leave the East to go to the West to right. make it harder for yourself? That's how. That's what I made. That's really where it comes down for me. But when it comes to the fit, I think he's he's a guy that could fit anywhere because he's just that kind of player. As long as the players around him like it, you know, and they they would probably court him. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't doubt that they want him. Like Chris Paul's one of his best friends and. James Harden seems seems to be really friendly. So, so I can't imagine it not working. I just don't like the idea of him going west. I never did, even if it was to the Lakers or wherever the fuck.
1: Well, and you're and you're like the biggest champion of parody. So
2: yeah, like, man.
1: I, I feel like the last thing you want to see is is, you know, somebody go join a team that is already stacked.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, so another thing, um, damn it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Um yeah, I mean, personally for me, I I think it would be great for LeBron, I also think it would be great for Houston. Um I definitely think that he they would find a way to make that that roster work. Um the biggest yeah. thing to me is is how do you achieve it if you're Houston? Obviously, being the the, you know, um the the more GM centric member of this this uh, big three, if you will, um, and always guy. like yeah, <laughs> like the 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 guy who who looks at how trades might work or um, how mm-hmm. how you could possibly sign who and what and all that. I mean, because mm-hmm. let's be honest, like I people have have thrown out the notion that like you know. Even back in, in before the season started, like LeBron should go join San Antonio. Like He should sign a veteran minimum mm-hmm. contract and go play in San LeBron's not signing a veteran mm-hmm. minimum contract. That is not mm-hmm. happening. He did that uh, to, to create the big three in Miami. He didn't sign a veteran minimum, but he, he signed less than the max to make that happen. He's not doing that again. He made that perfectly clear. And, you know, he shouldn't. Like, LeBron should not sign less than a max contract anywhere he goes because he is worth so much more than even the max contract. He is the best player in the NBA. He's not going to sign for less than that. So, to me, I mean, I think your best case scenario, because nobody wants Ryan Anderson, is to try to figure out a sign and trade with Mm -hmm. Trevor Ariza and Clint Capella. And that's the thing that really kind of hurts, is like, you have to lose. And, And the thing is, too, like, it's not only that's true. Um, you you have to lose Clint Capella because mm-hmm. you're you're you, you need to to bring in LeBron um, and you need to be able to give the Cavaliers something back in return. And I don't think it would be Clint Capella. I think you send Clint Capella to a team like Phoenix, and Phoenix sends a draft pick um, to them and and a couple expiring contracts like Jared Dudley and Tyson Chandler. Um, and then they'd have to do the same thing with Ariza. Um, depending on how everything shakes out, I think New Orleans could possibly be a fit, and they send some some draft consideration and some expiring contracts. I mean, I, it could work. Um, but like you, the other thing is like you can't afford to to pay. You know, you're you're gonna have to pay Chris Paul. You're gonna have to pay LeBron James. You're you've already paid uh, James Harden. you you can't afford to pay Chris Capella and Trevor Riza what they deserve. I mean, I figure what like Trevor Riza, he's about the same age as Andre Iguodala. He's going to fetch a very similar contract to what Iguodala got from, from the Warriors. Um, And he's even, I would, I would probably argue like, I would rather have Trevor Riza on my team than Iguodala. Not if I'm the Warriors, but if I'm any other team in the league, like, I, like Trevor Reza, is still he's more productive at this this point in their respective NBA careers than Andre Iguodala is, um, so I mean I think he's going to get that in the neighborhood of you know a forty five million dollar contract for three years. Like if you're bringing in LeBron James, you you can't afford to pay all those guys. So the biggest thing like if you lose Trevor Reza, no big deal if you're getting LeBron James, but you lose Clint Capella. You still have Nene, um, and then you you basically just try to bring in whatever centers you can um, on the open market. Um, but the thing is, like, if you're Houston, your goal is to beat the Warriors. It's not like the Warriors have any, like, like they, they don't have any dominant center play either. So I don't feel like you're that worried about it. So I definitely would do it if I'm Houston. Like, if, if it took – giving up, say, a first-round pick, um, Trevor Ariza and Clint Capella, to get LeBron James. Like, there isn't anybody in the world who would not make that trade. Um, So, you you know, why wouldn't you do it via free agency? You can benefit from other teams. You know, Cleveland gets something in return for losing LeBron. Um, It makes a lot of sense. Um, But here's the thing, like, and, and, well, and one more thing. As far as to your um assertion, Joel, that like it makes things harder. It, I mean it definitely makes things harder to make it to the finals, but I would think that team has a better shot at beating the Warriors than his current team as currently constructed. Um yeah. so you know, I mean it's basically like it, it doesn't it doesn't really mean anything to make it to the finals. You gotta win. Um so, you know, I mean, I, I think it would be a pretty good move for LeBron. Um, but I, I'm right there with both of you guys. I don't like it either. I don't like LeBron teaming up with Harden and Chris Paul. Like, like, it, 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 two things. One, we would just obviously be like, well, which Western Conference team is going to win the NBA Finals this year? Oh, oh, yeah. At, at least. least until Boston and Philly, uh, you know, kind of came up and the other two fell off. But it would be like a solid mm-hmm. three or four years of that shit. Um, and then, too, like, it, it, I, I'm I'm really hoping that there are these, these smaller teams, like what Indiana is doing right now. Where, like, the, it, it gives me a little bit of hope, just maybe, like, we can get back to a league where you get, like, you get two superstars on your team, and that's fucking it. Like, you get two superstars, and then Mm -hmm. you build, you get a bunch of good role players around them. Like, because that's that's the way it should be. Um, And I'm kind of hoping that at some point we get back to that. Um, Who knows if we will, but, you know, uh, someday, knock on wood. Um, But anyway, uh, uh, Jawan, did you have anything else to add before we move on?
3: No, no, we pretty much hit everything on the head.
1: All right. Um, well, let's move on then. Uh, Grizzlies news: The Grizzlies currently hold a record of eight and nineteen. Called it, uh, <laughs> and currently are the fourth have the fourth worst record in the NBA. Um, this has led to many NBA insiders speculating that Mark Gasol could hit the trading block before the deadline. Teams that could be looking to add Gasol include Cleveland, Toronto, Portland, Washington, Milwaukee, and my something that I have thrown out there that I haven't seen anywhere else is Charlotte. Um, where would you like to see him go, uh, and what would you ask for in return if you are Memphis, if you would like to see him be traded? I want to throw that out there just in case Joel doesn't want to, doesn't think they should trade Marcus all. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with you, Joel. <laughs> um,
2: I didn't say I wanted to see him get traded because I thought it was time. I mentioned that. Um, my thing with Mark well, is not, it is
1: Not that time. you want to see him get traded, but do you think the Grizzlies should trade him given their current situation?
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, where are they going? <laughs> like, what right. are they doing? Are, are they going anywhere? Like, with the way they're constructed, even with Mark? I know he's been there. and They're I know going to the draft lot. He's already said, yeah, that's basically where they're going. And they could probably, they could obviously build from there, but you could probably get assets from Arkansas and get him while he's, you know, he's still good. Like, he's, what, 33 or something like that? 32? Yeah. I forget. I mean, yeah, he's he, declining, he, though. He's, he, I mean, he's good, but.
1: Well, he's declining, but you also – I think you have to look at, like, look at how productive Powell still is. And he's, like, three or right, four years right, older. Right. So, you know, I mean, that exactly. that's usually, you know, it, that that bodes well for your return. But anyway, continue. Right.
2: No, yeah, I agree. Because um, I think he'll still have a couple of years in him, like five, six years possibly. Probably just not at the same clip, you know. He's going to be putting less numbers like Powell does. But I think he's still going to be serviceable wherever he goes. He's just not going to be worth any type of big money. Um, so, at the moment, looking at everything, it's really hard to decide. I would actually really like to see him go to the Bucks. I think that would be a really good spot for him. Um, the Wizards would be a good spot for him. Uh, the Raptors would be a good spot. Those three, those three teams specifically are the teams that they stick out to me the most. I think they can use that center upgrade. They kind of need it to get to that no, like that other level. Not to say they are going to be any championship level or anything, but they'll definitely be better than they are now, you know what I mean?
1: So yeah, definitely. Um if you're if you're the um Grizzlies though, like what I I won't ask for what specifics, am I for? but like yeah, what like right. I mean, uh, like I'm I of course I'm a specifics guy, so I'm going to have specifics, but like just in general, like if you're the Grizzlies, like what are you looking to get for in return? For well, at
2: least at least I think he could still garner a first round pick, so you could probably get a first round pick from, uh, mm-hmm. and a decent yeah young asset. So like, if say the bu- The problem with the bucks is like I'm not sure what asset is worth. Like Jabari Parker would be a good asset to, to give away, but do they want him? <laughs> I mean, he's a free yeah. agent at the end of the day. Well, you know, and, and here's the you thing: you need to pick with that. Like, at least.
1: like, yeah, and and that's the thing in a nutshell. Like. If you're Memphis, do you, do you want a guy who you're gonna have to pay big money next year? Like if you're deciding mm-hmm. you're gonna rebuild, the, the like mm-hmm. the notion that you want to like get a guy who you're gonna have to immediately turn around and hand over like 20 million dollars to is not very appealing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like kind of the right. same reason I, I I'm not a huge fan of Portland for them. Um, because Nurkic is a really good player, and he would be mm-hmm. like, a solid center to pick younger. up. But like younger, yeah, absolutely. But you're gonna have to pay him next year. Um, so if you're telling True. me that the offer is Evan Turner and Yusuf Nurkic, like next year you're gonna your your payroll between those two players is gonna be like 10 or 15 million dollars more than Mark Gasol. So like I'm mm-hmm. not making that trade, even if I get a first round pick with it. Um, maybe if I get like Mo Harkless, Ed Davis's expiring contract, and Yusuf Nurkic and the first rounder, I would make that deal. Maybe, um, but like, yeah. yeah, I I totally understand. Like, I I wouldn't want Jabari Parker either. I would I would have to get Malcolm Brogdon. Like I it, yeah, like, and, and he would have to pick. give me <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. I mean, it would have to be Brogdon. And 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 the thing is too, I don't. I don't even know like how their pick situation would fare right now because of like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm pretty well versed in in how like the, the step in rule works as far as you can't trade consecutive year picks, but I don't know how protections Mm -hmm. affect that rule. Um, so obviously they, they have a protection on the pick that they sent to Phoenix. Um, Which So that pick is probably not going to convey until 2020. So I don't know if maybe they could say – I think it's protected this year from like 4 to 16, I believe. So maybe they could say we'll give it – like we'll essentially give you uh, a first-round pick that is 1 to 16 protected. Um, and then that would convey to them if it falls between 18 to 30. Um, but I don't know if I don't even know if they would be able to do that because of the stepian rule. I don't I don't have that much information, um, so I don't know if they could even give up a first round pick. They possibly could. Right. I'm not sure. So like yeah, right. Milwaukee's really foggy um, as far as but like yeah, I got to get Brogdon. If you're if you're dealing with Milwaukee, um, and I mean, and if I you're agree. Milwaukee, I like if you have to give up Brogdon, like do I, it. Yeah, I would probably, but because here's the thing: like you you have enough talent at that position. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have obviously you just got Eric Bledsoe. Delavadova is is more than equipped to be your backup point guard. You have Tony Snell. Mm-hmm. You you have Chris Middleton who can play both the two and the three, um, so you have enough players. Like if you got Mark Gasol, and you have you know those four guys plus Mark, Giannis, Jabari Parker, and whoever maybe one other player that they keep that they don't trade. Um, if you, if you have that kind of solid eight man rotation, like yeah. The, my my only hangout with them is they're all younger, um, and Gasol yeah. is obviously a lot older. Um, so do you want to give up? I, I feel like you don't want to give up too much if you're Milwaukee because of, you know, y- y- you don't have a long window with Gasol, um, whereas you have a much longer window with a guy like Malcolm Brogdon.
2: Right. I agree
1: with that, totally. Yeah. But, but it's time. a really
2: – like Milwaukee needs to do something, though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. And I think um, – I, I definitely think they need to get, uh, like, an upgraded center. Like, John Henson is not bad, but he's a backup center. He's not right. a starting center. Right. Um, and and right. Maker is just – he he's not there yet, and we don't know if he's going to get there. It's just – I mean – Exactly. We, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the verdict's still out on it. So they need they need somebody. Um, but anyway, Juwan, let me throw it over to you. Do you think the Grizzlies should trademark us all? Um, and if so, who would you like to see um, go after him, and what do you think the Grizzlies should get in return from said team?
3: All right, well, you didn't ask it, but I want to start off with uh, who um... – that you had on your list doesn't deserve Marc Gasol. So we're going to go ahead and scratch Toronto out. We're going to go ahead and scratch Toronto out. You're not a fucking top shit on Toronto again. (laughs) And and we can go ahead and go with now the question that you asked. I just had to get that out of the way.
1: Um,
3: I I honestly, I think Marc Gasol is going to end up uh, going out kind of like Dirk. Um, I know it's different because Dirk won a championship there, so he, you know, he's not going to leave anywhere else to go win another one. He already won one, so he's content staying there uh, and just finishing his career there. Marcus Saul, I, I, I just, I don't see it. I, I don't see him asking them for, for a trade necessarily, um, and I don't, I, I really don't think Joel was saying he still kind of warrants a first round. I don't necessarily disagree with it. It just like if these are the teams that, that they're looking uh, to trade him for, I don't know if, if I'm willing to give my first round pick for him. Uh, maybe some, some uh, you know, one or two young players that I feel as though uh, giving up and replacing with Marcus Salk can kind of make up for that. Um, but I'd honestly like to see him in Washington. Uh, I've always felt Washington is, was one of those teams that could not, uh, the Cavaliers. Uh, off, but they're just missing something. And every time I watch them, Gortat makes me just like uh, he, he drives me crazy. So, um, so you know, maybe wait, 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 on. I
1: just gotta say, real quick, real quick, yeah, you, you're just yeah. trying to, to you're trying to speak your your hot take into into existence. <laughs> that <the>
2: Washington <laughs> is gonna knock
3: knock off the Cavaliers in the playoffs. <laughs> it's all right. Kristaps Porzingis is gonna knock them off. No, but in all oh, seriousness, okay. <laughs> I um oh. I uh, no I I've, I've always felt that Washington had that edge, uh you know to to beat them. What, all right, sure. I won't go too far into that, but no, um. John Wall and Bradley Beal, they're very hard to, to, to stop. And if you had a, yep. somebody like Marcus Saw in there, that would mm-hmm. really kind of drive you to, to being right there with a Cleveland team that you already play tough as it is. And they play Cleveland very tough. Um, so I, I think sending them there, I think you might have to, if that team really, really, really wants to make that, that push and they don't think the current roster can do that, they may, like Joel said, give up a first-round pick, and I could see uh, to, yeah. Memphis. Yeah, I could see Memphis asking for uh, Kelly Oubre and maybe mm-hmm. Gortat in in, in the yeah. exchange. So losing Kelly and, Oubre, and then, you know, hurt. an
1: additional player to make the money work, but yeah, like the right. foundation of that it trade, would, I think, would be Oubre, Gortat, and a first rounder.
3: It would definitely with hurt, a protection. Uh, Oubre. I think you would
1: have to have. I think Washington would have to have some kind of protection on it.
2: I would but, hope so. so
1: um, yeah, uh, I mean, if I if think um, that would have to be lottery protected, then, you know, just in case. Yeah, like, I mean, John Wallace, Kirk, um, you know, Gasol, you know, yeah. he's no stranger to injury. Like, you, you would have to
3: mm-hmm. have
1: that, you know, in there. Um, but, but yeah,
3: I would, I would say if, if you're Washington, yeah. as long as you don't have to give up like someone like Otto Porter, you can still hold on to know. him. Uh, and, and add Gasol to that mix, and keep Morris and add Gasol to that mix. I think you'd come out, right. uh, you know, really good if you just have to get rid of Gortat, uh, Oubre, in, in, a, in a first round. So I can see yeah. that being the package that they'd like to send to Memphis, and Memphis kind of being okay with that, because um, it's, it's, it's the best all around. You're getting a good pick. Um, you're getting Gortat, who's not like garbage or anything,
2: right yeah uh, and
3: you're Oubre who could definitely right who could definitely add add something to that team and i think that well, could be a piece that could really help uh washington uh make larger strides in the east
1: yeah well and here's the thing too i think i here's the reason i think i like that deal um for uh memphis uh if you're rebuilding if you get Ubre and you get a pick that's already like a, a pretty good um the uh, foundation, especially for a team that really doesn't have a future three, um, they don't have like a, a a player at the three who's who's you know fits their their timeline in their future. Um, they have a you know totally shit overpaid Chandler Parsons, who they're just waiting until his contract um, is up um, because nobody is going to <laughs> trade for him. Um, and, and James Dennis, who is on an expiring contract, and they're not going to re-sign because they already have so much money spread across to other people, so they really can't afford to re-sign. Um, so, they, they, I mean, they have Dwayne Bacon. Like that's that's their their future um, three, but he's he's a backup. That guy's not a starter in, in 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 the NBA. I don't think he has that kind of caliber of play. Um, So, like, getting Kelly Abrey is already a good start. Um, Getting a first-round pick is is really good. And I think you could flip Gortat. Like, I think there's enough teams in the East that, you know, probably could stand to have somebody with with Gortat's kind of play. Um, Well, and just teams in general who could use, like, that kind of quality center who can, you know, rebound. He can pass the ball. He's, you know, not totally – inept on the offensive end. Um so I mean I, I, I think it's I think it's good you're getting decent return. Um for me personally, I honestly I, I have two. I really, really like Toronto um as far as for the Grizzlies. Not like here's the thing, like they don't have really a, a valuable draft pick that they can send their way but they have a lot of good young talent. They have, well, A, they have Norman Powell, who they're not going to trade. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's off the table. But if you can get OG and Inobi and Jakob Portal and Valanchunas, which I think that's asking too much. I don't think you would be able to get all three of those. I mean, Valanchunas has to be included to make the money work. Um,
2: but, right.
1: like, that, like, really, the, the the guy who I really want would want if I'm Memphis is OG Nenobi.
2: Because he
1: fits that yeah. same kind of role as filling. He's that, that grit and grind type of player. He fills the need at the three. Um, I just think he would be such a good fit for Memphis. Um, I, I really do. I think he would be great. If, if I'm Toronto, he's like, other than Norman Powell, he's like the last person I want to give up. Like I would so much rather give up like Jakob Portal and uh like Delan Wright, um and Valentine. Yeah, Yeah, like yeah, I, that that would be the trade I would want to do, but if I'm Memphis, I don't take that. Um so like they could be at a at at a stalemate there, potentially. Um uh, but I did want to throw out um I know it's I know it's a little crazy because Charlotte hasn't really played well this season, um, but mm-hmm. I really do think that, like, if you're Charlotte, I would offer them, you like take Dwight Howard, give us Marc Gasol. So that's like the the, the, I guess, base of the trade. Those are like equal salaries, um, kind of equal contract lengths and all that. Um, we'll give you Malik Monk. Give us back Ennis, because you're not going to re-sign Ennis. And, and Ennis would be a good, solid backup for uh, Kid Gilchrist. They have a very similar style of play. Um, I think he would fit that kind of role very well for them. And I would even include a first-rounder um, with that uh, heavily, heavily protected. It would have to at least be lottery protected, maybe even more than that so that it doesn't convey until next season. Um, Maybe, like, top 20 protected. Or maybe, like, top 16 to 18, maybe, would be a more appropriate range. But, uh, like, a heavily protected pick. And and here's the thing, like, Malik Monk, like, he could be a really good player in the league. He's obviously, like, a really good shooter. But, like, he's not going to develop, like, either – you strip that team down, and you, you you have Kimba and Monk, and those are the people that you build around. Um, or y- you can get rid of Monk and try to get better with the team you got. Because, like, the team you got, you got Batum starting. You got Jeremy Lamb, who's played really well this year, coming off the bench. There's not any minutes for Monk. You can't develop him. Um, so, I mean, I would just go go ahead and say, like, let's try – to, to – let's make a legitimate effort to be a playoff team. And if you have – if you had Gasol to that team and you put him in place of Dwight Howard, you have every single position on the floor except for Kill, Kid Gilchrist, except for the three, um, can really shoot the basketball, like from deep. Um, and I I don't know. I think I think that would make Charlotte into – a really formidable opponent. Um, they're not going to win. Like at best, they win one, the first round of the playoffs. Like they're not going to, but like, that's the thing. It's not every team's goal, um, to, to win an NBA championship. You know, when you're dealing with these small market teams, a lot of them just want to make the playoffs and, and win a few games and, you know, make their, their teams a lot more money. Um, I think I heard, uh, something last year as as it pertained to the Hawks, the hawks make a million more dollars a year for every playoff game that they play it um so that's i mean that that goes a long way you know um so uh, you know i i I think that would be kind of a worthy trade for them um so that's 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 my two cents um Joel, do you think I'm crazy do you think do you think Charlotte would be giving up too much for what they're getting back?
2: I think Charlotte is another thing that may have to start thinking about the future soon, too. So, no, it's not super crazy, but at the same time, I don't know if I trust it enough to give up what you need to give up to get a guy that may take you to the playoffs but really help us, you know? That's really what it comes down to. And it's like you might be able to do that with Dwight Howard, you know, (laughs) they're not playing very well. Um, Yeah, I just think... It's not maybe maybe not exactly that team specifically, but I do think Hornets eventually should start looking into maybe changing it up, especially the, well, depends on how they end the year. But if they don't do anything, because that team sh- looks good on paper, it's kind of frustrating right. if they're, they're playing the way they are. But you know, Memphis yeah, is another team. Yeah, they're the OKC
1: team. of the East, really. I mean, it's, far, of, it's just... less
2: expectations,
1: <laughs> right? Like I mean I think I think every single one of us had them making the playoffs in our, our preseason um power rankings. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Right. So I know I know I did. Well, and I'm I pretty remember. sure they both of y'all I did. I did.
2: Yeah, I did.
1: Um too. Yeah, I mean I had 'em at like six, I think. Um and I think they're, they're not even close to that. I think they're like the they're not as bad as like the Bulls and the Hawks, but I think their record is just above them. Like I, I think they're, oh, the they're like close to the
2: Nets' record.
1: They're they're, they're worse them. than the Nets' record. Like they're they're below the Nets. So and and yeah, I seriously. I think they're below the Magic too. So oh yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, they're they're just above the Magic, but barely just
1: above them. Okay, but I I really do. I think, if, I think if you want to try to make the playoffs though. It's like that's your goal, and I feel like that is their goal. I feel like upgrading Dwight Howard to Marcus All is that would just be so terrific for that team. So you're 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 certainly I get what you're saying though, and believe me, you know I'm like the king of like if you know you're not going anywhere, sell off all your assets, get all those draft picks, and rebuild. Like I will. I wish the Hawks would have done that sooner (laughs) um, and actually gotten like some quality draft picks out of, out of the whole thing. Um, But nevertheless, if you, it it, it really depends on what they want to do. If you want to make the playoffs, make that trade. If your goal is to put forward a team that can go deep in the playoffs and make a potential championship run at some point, yada, 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 no, don't make that trade. But I don't think that is really in in their mindset um, as of right now. There's like I said, there's just some teams that that's not what they're trying to achieve. So, um, Jawan, before we move on, um, you know, do you think that that is uh, a, a reasonable trade, or do you think I'm 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 crazy?
3: No, I do think that's a reasonable trade. And I do think, uh, like you and Joel were saying, Hornets kind of do need to look themselves in the mirror uh, sooner rather than later. I mean, because you're kind of wasting away all of Kimball Walker's great years. Goddamn um, right. And it, it's, yeah. I, that, that's one thing I hate about the NBA is how is how loyal some of these young guys are. Uh, and maybe it's less loyalty and more – teams are willing to give them, like, a billion-dollar contract. But yeah, but Kimball Walker is wish... on a $12
1: million-a-year contract. That's the crazy thing. I know. Mm-hmm.
3: He, des- he, he deserves way more than that. But, I mean, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like, I hope when his contract is close to being up, he, he doesn't jump to re-sign there. He actually sits down with his management and kind of thinks about maybe is there something else out there that he can maybe attach himself to, that uh, he can kind of start to begin winning. Because, honestly, what what I see happening for Kimball Walker, if he doesn't do that, is he just signs a really huge contract and just has a very mediocre, uh, you know, uh, kind of points-filled, stat stuffer kind of of career. Like no real chance at a finals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no real chance at the finals. And, uh, you know, maybe a few uh, all-star appearances, but that's it. And I, I, I don't see him as the kind of guy – Who's okay with that, and I mean, I won't mention you know me and Joel would definitely love to have him in New York, but that's a different story i um oh, I definitely yeah. think you're, uh, I definitely think your trade makes sense, and I do think Michael Jordan, the guy who's supposed to be the the product of of, of winning in championships, definitely needs to figure out a better way to create a formula of success for this franchise yeah. Yeah.
2: that looked
3: good like two years
2: ago,
1: what the fuck?
2: <laughs> like, yeah, they yeah. did.
3: They looked yeah. great two years ago.
1: Like, I think they finished, like, fifth or sixth in the East and, like, yeah, had a, a first-round the... series. Yeah. Right. Um Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I mean, because they, I mean, obviously underachieved last year. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, Dwight Howard is, is no huge get at this point, especially the, with the way the league no. is but I mean he's definitely, like, he's that's playing definitely well, though. yeah well, and well, the thing is like he he played well for the hawks too, um right, but it it didn't translate into wins, it didn't translate right. into team success um and so right, that's right. you know that's why I you know didn't mind um the fact that we traded him other than. Obviously, the the um capital rebuilding, yeah. um, but but here's the thing, like, I I really do think that um, if I am Charlotte at this point, I would rebuild, but I don't think that's where their mindset is. I think they want no, to still try to make whatever they have work, and so if you want to make what you have work. Then go get Marcus. All like you have the assets mm-hmm. in order to do it. You have all of your picks. You have Malik Monk. Um, you you can move Dwight Howard. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and, it, and I think there's almost a kind of a little poetic justice too in the fact that like <laughs> Dwight, Dwight Howard deserves to be a journeyman. He really does. He doesn't help <laughs> any team he's on, man. Like. He hadn't been good since like 2009, uh, so Orlando. Orlando he hadn't, yeah, well, I mean, he was so good for Orlando. Like they, like that was when he was in his prime before all the back shit, and like that was when the league was still like very center oriented, and they built this, mm-hmm. this perfect unit of players around him. Like I loved that Orlando team. I really, really do. They were
2: good. I mean, he did.
1: Keto Turgaloo mm-hmm. running the point forward, man. Like, yep. I loved it.
2: Yep. Sean man Nelson.
1: I, Courtney, Courtney Lee, Lee. I still am so, – like, it haunts me that Courtney Lee missed that, like, that alley-oop, that inbound alley-oop mm-hmm. that lost them game – was it game three, I think? Um, and they would have had mm-hmm. a 2-1 lead on the Lakers. Like, oh, man, I, I I was so rooting for them to beat the Lakers that year. Um. <laughs> But That's
2: me every year. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. Like, Crazy thing about that, Nick.
3: The, like... Crazy thing about that, I was heartbroken that uh, we never got a chance to see LeBron in his prime versus Kobe in his prime Kobe, in the final. Yeah. So I mm-hmm, was heavily man. rooting the magic for the Cavs worked. to win that series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was heavily rooting for them to, uh, to win, uh, for the Cavs to win that series. And when Dwight Howard and those guys did, I was just like. I'm, this may be the start of me not liking LeBron as much as I thought I was going
1: to,
3: <laughs> and here we are. So, <laughs> yep,
1: it all came full circle. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but anyway, let's move on uh, to hot takes and mock trades. Uh, essentially, um, this is this is kind of a precedent for us because we all know what the mock trade is. And uh, we were talking about it earlier and something we don't normally do. Um, I normally like to surprise you guys. Um, but Jawan's mm-hmm. hot take is also my mock trade. So we have a combined hot take and mock trade for tonight's show. Blast for me. Yes, I know. So you don't, you don't get to judge us, Joel yeah well, essentially you get to say we're both idiots or <laughs> we're both you know <laughs> on to something um, but uh but anyway, my mock trade slash juan's hot take for the evening is trade paul george trade paul george you're you're not you've already two things one, if you're Oklahoma city you've already got the most important thing out of the Paul George trade, which is Russell Westbrook signing that contract extension. You like Because you made that trade, Russell Westbrook said, I like what Sam Presti is doing. I'm going to sign this extension. I'm going to stay here long term. Boom, already got that. So now that he has signed that extension, trade Paul George, trade him to Cleveland for Jay Crowder and Juan and the Nets 2018 first-round pick. If you are Oklahoma City, you're getting, like, a poor man, Paul George and Jake Router. Uh, Amon Schumper is just kind of there to make the money work, but he can still give you some minutes. He's kind of, to me, like the in-between between Abrinas and Robertson. Like, Robertson's a better defender because he's got more length. Um, but Schumper is is a, it's crazy to think that Schumper's is the better shooter than somebody, <laughs> but he is a much <laughs> better shooter than Robertson. Um, and then, you know, Abrinas is, you know, less of a defender than both of them, um, but a better shooter. So you kind of got like, you know, your guy who can't shoot at all, um, but plays really good defense. Then you got a guy who can kind of shoot and plays decent defense. And then you got a guy who doesn't play defense, but can shoot. Um, so you know whatever you need at any given time you kind of got it as far as your shooting guard um, and then you know obviously you get the nets pick it's, it's like John you and I've kind of been saying this from the beginning of the year The nets pick's not going to be like super terrific it's not going to be a franchise player it's not going to be a franchise no. player um, No. so i mean it well let's let's put it this way It's not going to be a franchise player for Cleveland because Cleveland historically (laughs) does not draft well. Like, it might be a franchise player for OKC because Sam Presti does draft well. I mean, I think they took Steven Adams at, like, nine, um, which this pick could definitely fall at nine. Uh, You want to know who uh, the Cavaliers took at number four, uh, in, I think 2011, Tristan Thompson. You know who they passed up, amongst others, Clay Thompson. You took the wrong Thompson. Like, can you imagine? Like, if, if they had Kyrie and Clay, like that team wouldn't have even needed to bring LeBron back. Like, that would be like. And and when they did, when mm-hmm. LeBron did eventually come back, you wouldn't have had to like. Uh, probably wouldn't have even, Well, I just feel like they wouldn't have even had Wiggins at that point. But nevertheless, like, y'all know what I'm getting at. Cleveland does not yeah, draft
2: I do. well. Yeah, I do. They,
1: they, they drafted Kyrie because he was number one. They drafted <laughs> Wiggins because he was number Bennett. one. Yeah, and they took a shit ton of people in between and around that were just bad oh, not boy. good players. Um, oh, remember, what was his oh, name? Um, what was the – Sasha something? What was that guy's name? Uh, he played That's like two car. years.
2: Oh uh, yeah. yeah, he played like yeah. two years in the NBA. That
1: was it. Like yeah. he was done. And they took him.
3: Oh I, I want to say. Yeah,
1: I want to say it was. It was. It was. I think it was a first round pick. Um, it, like it was. A, I don't think it was like a super early first round, but I think it was a first round pick. Um, like they're they're just historically obviously. You know, you have certain teams like OKC and San Antonio who just draft well. Like, they, they, their scouts, the Lakers, draft really well. Um, mm. So you have certain teams that, that do it well, and then there are teams like Cleveland who don't. Um, so <laughs> for everybody who says, you, you like, you, you have to keep that Nets pick for insurance, like, fuck that, dude. You're telling me I can trade – like maybe a pick that falls between eight and eleven, that it's not that I'm not, I don't trust my scouts to make the right call on Jay Crowder and Amon Schumper to make the money work for Paul George. Fuck yeah, dude. If I'm Cleveland, I totally do that deal. And if you're OKC, okay, you have to do that deal. Because Paul George is not going to stay if you don't write this ship, and there's no signs that I have seen mm. that they are going to write this ship uh Joel, two things one uh you can tout all you want <laughs> as far as how flip floppy I actually am from you know week to week, mm-hmm. month to month, et cetera. Um, but also uh do you think uh that th- does th- th- that deal make sense to you?
2: um I guess so, yeah, um, it's sad to say that they have to think about possibly trading him after you know that being one of the biggest acquisitions of the summer, it just hasn't worked. I mean, they won tonight, uh, they grinded it out tonight, and they um and he was a big part of it, I man he got the defense's. Stop to get the win, um, but like it hasn't really. They haven't meshed. They haven't meshed as well as we wanted them to. Um, they still, they're kind of doing their own thing. But the team, it hasn't really put in wins. You know, it hasn't become that. Right. They're like a couple, like three games under five hundred well, or whatever.
1: And you're not to mention like how many close games did the Thunder win last yeah. year? They won a lot of right. close games, and they're just not winning those games yeah. this year.
3: True.
2: I mean, size them tonight. <laughs> but yeah. It's just it's not a thing that's been happening uh consistently. And um he's a big piece and if they don't get like let's say they miss the playoffs, um, he's not coming back next year. <laughs> like even this summer's they, gonna be even like if they oh. make
1: the playoffs, if they don't if they I feel like the only way that I feel like Paul George was going to stay is if they A made oh, the playoffs. And D one at least in the first round, and I really felt like they had to make it to the Western Conference Finals for him to be like, all right, we have something here. And and right. there's really no indication at this point that that, that that's on the table. That just for whatever reason, I mean, there's a there's a multitude of reasons that we could delve into, but you know, we've discussed those throughout you know the the season. But it's just it's not right. working. Yeah. Well I think the trade itself works out.
2: Um you get that that albatross off your your back, like you wouldn't have to worry about him next season now. you mm-hmm. get rid of him, you get you get a pick. You get Crowder who's always a serviceable small board, even though he he took a while to adjust. Uh you get Sean Burnton, who's a decent role player. Um and you got an cap space <laughs> for for so the summer again, like that, like you weren't gonna have before, but you don't gotta worry about Paul George coming
1: over. Here. You can make it. Well, yeah, it. they you don't. Money they don't really out. have cap space to go out and sign anybody of any sort of name recognition, but they could use. The right. Thing is, they could because you have. Build the bench. You know, you have. Yeah, you you could go out and and use your um uh well, shit. What's it called? Of. Uh, uh, um the player exception. Uh, no, it's not correct. Right. Right. You know what I'm talking about? The, the way Houston signed PJ Tucker, um, you could right, go right. out and use that, uh, mid-level, to, to mid, thank you. Mid-level exception. They could use something mm-hmm. like that, which they really wouldn't have any money. Like they could still do that if they had Paul George, but like you sign an $8 million player, you're paying, mm-hmm. million for because you're so far into the luxury tax and you're a repeat offender. So, you know, it, it, it really kind of changes the game on, you know, is this player worth the money? Uh, because if you, if you're paying them 8 million, but it's ultimately costing you 20 million, do you do it? You know? Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that's, you know, my thoughts exactly. Um, but but for um, – so we, we've discussed Okesee, but for Cleveland, if you're Cleveland, do you, do you take that risk? Do you take the risk of losing the pick, losing Crawford, who signed for three years? Um, obviously, Shumpert, you're not – whatever. Um, but do you take that risk to bring in Paul yeah. George to, yeah. to have – well, I know you would because, like – yeah, but I'm asking Joel. Would Joel? Would you take oh, that sorry. risk if you're if you're Cleveland?
2: Uh, I would. I probably would. I mean, this is a chance to. to win. This is what they wanted anyway.
0: They wanted mm-hmm. Paul
2: George. Uh, you know, so this is a chance to get Paul George, put him on the wing out there. He's an upgrade over Jay Crowder, that's for sure. And he could yeah. do just about the same things LeBron does. You know, so it's like. This is their chance. This will definitely give them another edge. I mean, they're playing really well, well you, right now. Though. That's all. It gives thing. you, you four
1: all stars, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: So uh, if healthy, so everyone, that's what you healthy, want.
2: they're all all stars, right? Yeah, that's true.
1: That's absolutely
2: true. Um, does that work out financially? Um,
1: getting well, George and thing. getting with- that's the thing that's crazy. I mean, if you have to. If, if you're Cleveland and you gotta you gotta pay max contracts to Paul George and LeBron, uh I don't think IT's gonna get a max contract. He can say all he wants he's gonna get a max contract. He's gonna get a Kyle Lowry contract. He's gonna get like thirty million yeah. for a year for mm-hmm. like three years. Um but he's not gonna get a max. Like you're not you're not getting like a thirty eight million dollar oh, no contract. No chips, no, no, with that no chance. <laughs> Well, and, and even so, even if he comes back and he plays like remarkably, you're still you're like nobody is going to like outmatch you. That's the thing. Like you're you're not yeah. gonna pay someone a max contract when you're that far into the salary the, the luxury tax if nobody no. is even coming close to paying him that. And the thing is, like the the league is so guard heavy. There's so many. There's so few teams that really need a point guard. And the teams that really need a point guard don't want Isaiah Thomas. Like, like the Phoenix Suns really need a point guard. They don't want Isaiah Thomas because he's fucking way too old for their roster. So, you know, mm-hmm. there's not like a huge market for him. So I think twenty-five to $30 million a year is what you – but even still, if you got to pay that, you've got to pay two max contracts. Whew, that's yep. a lot of money. Yep. That's a lot of money.
2: That is a lot of money. It's a lot of money and that that puts pressure on your bench because you can't sign the guys you want to sign and pay ass. But um, do you do it this year and worry about it next year? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, you do. Well, and I will. I'll pause it even one more uh, kind of crazy notion. If I get Paul George, huh. if I if mm-hmm. I get Paul George, uh, and I've already got LeBron and Kevin Love and Isaiah Thomas, and and I've said this kind of. Um, passively kind of throughout the year um, to both of you. I I, I try to see what I could trade Isaiah Thomas for. Now, I'm not saying you, you, you like just trade him just to trade him, but like if you can find a team that like really wants him and is willing to give you something of value for him um, because I really think that if you have LeBron, Paul George, and Kevin Love, that's enough right there as far as offense to, like, keep you in a game. So, I would really consider moving LeBron to the point guard position, like, long-term. Like, just make him your point guard. Do what Philly's doing and say, like, Le- 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 LeBron's our point guard. Then you got Paul George at 3 you got Kevin Love playing the four or the five, depending on whatever your roster looks like, um, and then you just fill in the blanks. I mean, you got enough depth to do it, uh, and and if you can trade Isaiah Thomas for a you know reasonable first round pick, then essentially what you've done is you know you, you, you're still getting a you're still getting a pick, so you're replacing Crowder with a much better offensive player, and I think a slightly better defensive player than Crowder. Crowder's a good defensive player, but, but, you know, Paul George has, what, like five inches of length on him? Um, So, I mean, obviously he's better. And, you know, you could – I think there are are certain moves that you can make to to make a a trade for Isaiah Thomas work. I I personally, I like sending him to the Magic – and then having the Magic send Alfred Payton and Hazonia to the Suns, and then the Suns send, you know, um, some draft consideration back to Cleveland. You, you clear a little cap space, um, and the Suns have a lot of draft picks. Um, but that's a topic for another day. Um, I'm not going to ask anyone's opinion on that because that could, that could go down a whole different uh, rabbit hole. Uh, I want to go to huge one, you do it, right? You've already said it. Yes, you do it. Why do you do it? Yeah. Why do you do it? If you're Cleveland,
3: why do you do do it? If you're Cleveland, you were dumb. Well, let me not say you were dumb. Uh, They didn't have control of it. But uh, it was insane for you not to have somehow landed Paul George for this season. So if you get a chance to get him again, you don't pass up on it. I mean Hell forget no. your future. I mean even if let, let's say the scenario is you get you get Paul George, right? You get Paul George, mm-hmm. maybe you guys make it to the finals, you lose to the Warriors in 7. LeBron's like, "Nah, fuck out of here, I'm gone." What you could do then is tell Paul George, "Listen, this is your team. You still got Kevin Love. You know, you still got some some serviceable pieces around you. Um we can build this team around you." Maybe bring Isaiah back to, you know, to help him out or whatever. Uh, keep him there. So, I mean, you don't have to necessarily lose everything. I mean, you very well could. <laughs> you're saying to Cleveland fans listening, you very well could lose everything. Your draft pick, your future, LeBron and Paul George. You very well could yeah, lose but, all that
1: shit. But, again, but, like, do no. you really think you're going to hit on that Brooklyn pick? Because I don't. No, I'd you're like... not. Exactly. You're not. Me and I mean, well, well me and at least we're talking about best, at, at at absolute best, I think you got like a thirty percent chance to hit on it.
3: Yeah, thirty percent. But the crazy thing is, crazy thing is, and I mean, you said it before. LeBron and Kyrie were the obvious number one overall pick, so it wasn't like you yeah. had a chance to to you know to pick wrong on that. LeBron was was the greatest player in that draft. Kyrie was the best. Player out of that top five group. So there was no mm-hmm. way, unless you were just a complete idiot, you didn't draft those two. Everything else has been right. horrible draft picks for those guys. Wiggins also, kind of, to me, has always been a little bit debatable. But that was an obvious pick. And then you picked them and then traded them away. So you're not that yeah. good at that. So what you should do is maybe either get people that are better picking at the draft or stay away from the idea of draft and just try to lure in. Uh, Big name talent, so what I'm saying is you make that you make that happen honestly, if we're being completely honest, as much as I told you, I, I don't want Golden State and or Cleveland to go again. if they do, I still don't think Cleveland uh, without Paul George is beating the warriors. So with Paul yeah. George, it definitely increases your odds way more than it does now. Um, mm-hmm. so you just you, you'd be stupid to, to miss out on that again. And honestly, with OKC, uh, if I'm OKC, i do it. If I'm Sam Preston, the main reason why i do it is I've been watching OKC, some OKC's games. It looks like Russell Westbrook is just more comfortable with role players, guys that he can go to the lane with, uh, kick out, and they just shoot. Paul George, for some reason, looks very uncomfortable doing that, just being yeah. that wing guy that, that's knocking down shots. He wants to be Bro. the guy. And there's there's nothing well, necessarily wrong with. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Well, I was just gonna say I think too. He looks uncomfortable in general. Like he
3: doesn't.
1: He he certainly doesn't look happy. Um, he like they're all playing probably the worst years of their career together. Right. Like Russell is having well, a terrible year so far. Um well, Paul George like is, is having a, a sub-poor year for his standards, and, and, and Mello is certainly either he has hit that point where he just has fallen off the cliff or whatever schemes are happening are not working for him. Um, they're all playing way below the potential that we thought they could play at.
3: Well, just really quickly so we don't, we don't stay on this for, for too long. Uh, my main mm-hmm. thing with Melo is he has the, he has to take the Dwayne Wade route. He has to realize he's yeah. not that same guy as much as he wants to be. Come off the bench, and you can come off the bench and drop you 15 to 20 uh, a night off the bench with with that second unit. But Westbrook looks like he needs guys that are role players. It looks like he needs mm-hmm. a bunch of people that can set up, hit that open shot, and uh, and that's where they can get their success from. Because the crazy thing is, if you if you looked at at OKC and Westbrook's numbers this year, he is still almost averaging uh, a, a triple double. He's still putting up crazy yeah. numbers. They're just not turning in to win because well, it, his, it's it's his not it's not enough. Are all down.
1: I mean his his well, yeah, free throw yeah, yeah. percentage is ungodly bad this year.
3: Yes, but I just mean like if you looked at him, if if you were any other player, you wouldn't necessarily say this this, this right. is a bad season. But for Westbrook, no. it's a bad season. So that's right. what I'm saying. He's not. He didn't fall off a cliff. No. He's not last year. <laughs> but last year his success yeah. came from having just role players. He didn't last have year. to share it with, with guys like that. Would you say Joel?
2: Well, oh, last year was ridiculous. Triple double. Yeah, like, last year it? was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, looks like Ben Simmons is on his way to doing it. But I will say, if you're OKC and you're Sam Presti, you can't continuously close your eyes and just say, when I open them, things will be better. They won't. Paul George showed tonight, I think he only had, like, 12 points. His his field goal percentage was, was god-awful. So was Westbrook. so was Carmelo's. Only bright spot was, Westbrook, I think, had, like, 13 rebounds and, like, 12 assists. So he was getting mm-hmm. – he was getting uh, – you know, productivity from other places on the field. Melo and Paul George, well, Joel did say Paul George had that, uh, that clutch stop at the end, but outside of that, it was a horrible game for, for those guys. Horrible. So it's just one of those things where it's like if you're Sam Presti, you have to be that genius we know you to be. Flip Paul George into something. I mean, Iman Shumpert's been a player they wanted ever since he was on the Knicks. So you'll finally get Shumpert, um, and then you can get Crowder. Crowder is a role player that plays defense and can yep. knock down that three for you. So, the uh, mm-hmm. so, so, and you get that draft pick that and, Sam like we said. And Crowder
1: is much more comfortable in that that sort of like you said three and D player. Much more comfortable in that catch and shoot format. Like you're not, he doesn't yeah. feel like he needs the ball in his hand.
3: You know, no, no. right, not at all. So I mean, if you're Sam Presti, just be that genius we know you to be. Don't continuously be blind to the idea of you know you have so much talent they'll figure out a way to make it work. No, they've shown you that it could only get worse from here. Don't let it get worse. Get rid of Paul George now, uh, and 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 you know get get the correct pieces so you guys can try to move forward. Uh, and you gotta you gotta tell Melo, listen, you gotta go to the bench, man. You gotta go to the bench. You starting is is killing us. Well, mainly because well, here's you're, the thing. you're not I a good passer. I, you're not even rebounding think, at, at a high percentage. I never thought I'd hear the day. Well, here's oh, the thing. Oh, shut up, Philo. here No, no, no. Here's the <laughs>
1: thing. I, like, if if you trade Paul George, I think in in congruence with that, you fire Billy Donovan because he does not know how to coach this team. He does not like um know how to manage a roster um i mean even kd said it like in that in that um in that burner account tweet like he was like billy donovan's a shit coach or whatever he said i don't remember verbatim but like yeah i mean he's not a good coach he's not a good nba coach anyway he's a great college coach not a, and and he wouldn't be the first to to you know, be a very good college coach, and and I think what it boils down to is he has this notion that he wants to have, like, two units. He wants to have his starting unit and his bench unit, and it's like, you got to be more flexible than that. Like you don't have to... Carmelo doesn't have to come off the bench, but, like, you should be using Carmelo in the same way you use Cantor, and I know I've said it before, so I won't like go off on a rant about it, but like that—that's just like. However, you have to make that happen. You make that happen. It, you don't have to make them come off the bench, but but like there's no reason. Just like w- with the Rockets, Chris Paul and James Harden, there's never a time when they're both healthy that they're not on the floor. Even like when they're not playing together, they're on the floor by themselves. Um, same thing with Cousins and with uh, uh, Davis. So, uh, to me, same thing should apply to Mello and, and Westbrook. You just, like, they're...
3: Yeah, but... but
1: he the, should be on the, the floor when Westbrook's not on the floor to be your primary
3: scorer. Only difference is, though, in those examples that you gave, those players are still in their primes. It's looking like Melo is heading outside of his.
1: That's so that's true. why I
3: said if you just if you just have him come off the it, bench, if he could if he could only do fifteen bad. and six, it does. If he could only give you fifteen and six a night, that can't be from your your star starter. That could be from your bench player. Fifteen and six is is, is productive. That cannot be God, from your starter though. Just, you have to. It just you have you, ha- you have to get him coming off the bench. It just sucks to pay
1: someone twenty six million dollars to come off the bench, <laughs> but
3: well. <laughs> well, they knew what they yeah. were getting yeah. when they came when? into it. They knew yeah. if the scoring yeah. went, there wasn't much else Mello was giving to you. So you made when your bet ba- them I'm for Yeah, I mean he's
1: he's he's definitely a pretty <laughs> lazy player. Um, he he actually kind of kind of reminds me of Wiggins. Wiggins is Wiggins the
3: next Mello? I don't know. I always thought in 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 a good res- in a good way Jabari was the next Melo. Um but I could see the lethargic yeah. uh the lethargic sure, attitude that, from too. from Wiggins. Just yeah, from a skill skill point. Right. A skills point Jabari well, is almost now. Yeah, right. I right. think
2: Wiggins is uh, more athletic now than Melo has ever been.
3: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I don't know. I, oh, I yeah, mean yeah, when yeah. he I was playing it well, – I I, 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 do, I do. When he was playing in Denver, man, that that dude was cool.
3: Nah, I'm he sorry, good, but he wasn't Wiggins'
1: Wiggins' LeBron bounce is athletic. insane. Wiggins' bounce yeah, is insane. Are you saying Wiggins is Lebron athletic? Like, no one's Lebron athletic. No. Don't don't even
3: say I didn't that. say that but, he, didn't no say no, Joel did. Joel did. Oh, I'm just comparing <laughs> I'm <not> athleticism. <laughs> is
2: what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm just, saying, not, Wiggins is more at,
3: like a. Le, LeBron if, you look at is draft, if you look at that yeah, draft, if you look at that draft, you could it. definitely you could definitely see the similarities between LeBron and Mello and and Wiggins and uh and Jabari. But I always thought just the way Jabari uh you know approached the game was kind of like Mello. Loved to get loved to get his points down there in the uh, in the paint. Wasn't the you know mm-hmm. hasn't started his NBA career off as the best shooter. Uh, but Mello grew into that. Uh, so, but yeah, as far as being lazy and, uh, lethargic, I definitely say Wiggins is, Wiggins is a, is a dead ringer for the next mellow. <laughs>
1: yeah, I agree. Um, all right, well let's move on. We got, uh, maybe about 25 minutes left. I want to talk a little, uh, hindsight. We've got a new topic. It's called 2020 hindsight. Um, so let me throw out uh, three topics and we're going to try to get through these uh, before we end the show. Uh, so first topic, should the Suns have pulled the trigger on the trade offer that Cleveland reportedly um, offered them? I, I, I think it's it's pretty much fact at this point, um, but we'll, 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 you know, pull back the reins and call it uh, skepticism, or not skepticism, but but call it uh, 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 hearsay. Um, But reportedly, Cleveland offered them uh, Kyrie Irving for Eric Bledsoe and the number four overall pick, which they would have tried to flip for Paul George. Um, Should the Suns have taken that trade, uh, given the fact that they just obviously traded Eric Bledsoe um, for, you know, Greg Monroe, who they're not going to, not part of their future, obviously, and a heavily protected draft pick that's probably not going to convey until 2020. Um, And Josh Jackson has honestly underachieved to this point. Um, Hindsight being what it is, should they have pulled the trigger on the deal to get Kyrie, Joel. I'm going to start with you.
2: Should they have pulled it? I think if you had a chance at Kyrie, you you go get Kyrie. I mean, I think that's always uh that's what you do, in my opinion. But um, again, you know, Suns weren't on his list, so maybe that wasn't going to happen regardless. He <laughs> was very specific. Well, Even the mean, I don't think Boston. I don't like,
1: Well, and that's the thing too. As the Suns, do you? You, you got you got two years. Do you think you're going to be able to re sign Kyrie? I think that probably Oops. played a huge factor. But like probably, even yeah. considering I don't, that I don't know. <laughs> Well, yeah, but even considering that, like if if you feel like you can resign him or not, like if you have Kyrie, Devin Booker, T J Warren, Marquise Chris mm-hmm. and and you know, Alex Lynn, I guess. To right. be your starting center, like do you, youth, I mean, yeah. that's a pretty damn good roster i mean you you've thing is you've already got a lot of young talent, right, so if yeah, you can yeah. kind of shift that and get even a little younger at point guard and give up a a, a first round pick, obviously a really high for a number four overall pick um right right yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but but what you're saying is, yeah, you you would have done it?
2: Yeah, I would. Uh, if I'm sorry I mean Phoenix, yeah, of course.
1: All right. Uh, Jawan, your thoughts? Nope.
3: Hindsight, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. There was no way Kyrie was staying with you. Nope, no way. No way. Kyrie, I think, well, I think, like, I forgot, like
2: the third I forgot game. to mention that. Um, what? Joan signed to be uh, Kyrie's agent. I forgot, totally forgot to mention that when we started this. Uh,
3: no, what you forgot to mention is I am Kyrie's agent. Anyway, um, no, oh, I that's Oh, that's official now? Think, you
2: didn't tell me that. You didn't tell me that was official. That
3: is official. That I, I couldn't. I'm sorry. This <laughs> paperwork I had to get finished. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, I think it was, I think not long after him being in Boston, you started hearing. Talk of, yeah, Boston could definitely lock Kyrie up. I, I don't even think this season will finish uh, without him getting a uh, a, a huge uh, extension. So I mean, it was one of those things to where well, he was never they gonna can't close. give
1: him an extension anymore. If you want? Why not? That's the rules. <laughs> there's, there's like a deadline for extensions, and it's already passed.
3: Oh, okay. Wait. Well he'll get one in the off season. He'll get one in the off season. Yeah. Um I'm sure
1: it'll be like a hardened deal. Where he's got like yeah, uh, he's got like a he's got a year left on well, two years of the player option on the second year left on his contract and he'll yeah, he'll get the extension in the off season yeah. for sure. He'll
3: get the yeah. Uh I, did, I, I, I forgot about that rule. Um but yeah, he'll definitely get in the off season. When you look at Phoenix and you look at the fact that they they had no idea what they were doing with, with head coach, fired the head coach.
1: Yeah.
3: Um mm-hmm. and it's just if you're Kyrie, a lot of these NBA players, they talk to other 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 players obviously. So I'm pretty sure Kyrie knew the climate of Phoenix and just knew that was not a place he wanted to, to commit to long term. Especially because they were rebuilding. They still rebuilding. Yeah. Um Plus so no, if I mean Although, I will say this, if that roster that you that you named, Nick, was in the Eastern Conference, then yes. Yes, absolutely. Because that team right there could be in the hunt right it's now. It's not that play. bad. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Phoenix in the West, you putting Kyrie on Phoenix in the West, that does not, that does not guarantee that team <laughs> making the playoffs in the West. The West is, like, super deep. So what I'm saying is yeah, you, but, you can't uh, – yeah. You have a you're better chance making it. the playoffs in the
2: East. Go ahead. What, what are you saying, Joe? I'm just saying, like, if they were, I think it's the same shit. Like, if it's the bottom, like, playoff team, it would have been the same shit. Like, Boston's a way better team, so you're going to stay on the top. That's obviously a better fit for him. i playing for Phoenix? Like, the West is not as good as we expected them to be. So, they'd probably be way better than they are right now with fucking Kyrie Irving. That's all I'm saying. Would trying you to say, say that team because makes the playoffs? White, like I just Oh, I don't know about that, but they'd have a they probably have the same chances That's in unfair. the East. Like I told you, the East has more playoffs. <laughs> they have more winning teams on the East right now.
3: I understand what you're saying, but when you look at the East and you look at how, like, I think five through like nine or ten, how like two or three wins could drastically change where the team in the ten spot could switch with the team in the fifth spot. In the West, it's not. It's not. It's not exactly like that. Like, you can't look at, uh, like, the Lakers and go, all right, well, the Lakers like, a few wins away from They could be, like, the sixth seed in the West. It's not like that. I get what you're saying. The East has more wins. I I completely get that. But even if that team made the playoffs, they're not getting past the first round in in the West. In the East, absolutely you had a chance of possibly beating beating the Celtics with Isaiah Thomas or or possibly beating – uh, you know the Pistons are one of one of the teams like that. I definitely give you a chance to do anymore. that in the West. Well, yeah, not anymore. But in in the West, no, I I don't think the Suns even with Kyrie are better than the Pelicans, better than the Rockets, better than the um the the Spurs. I'm I'm sorry, I just don't see that. If I'm Kyrie, I don't want that. Where I am here in in yeah. Boston, perfect in the Eastern Conference, no. perfect. I I
1: and I get I that. Get what you're I, saying. I, I, yeah, and I, I think I think Joel and I are actually on the exact same page here. Um, and I will <clears throat> kind of add a little bit on to what he's saying. Um, no, I totally, would, in hindsight, would have made that trade. I would have gladly traded Eric Bledsoe, and uh, what would have probably been Josh Jackson, um, even still. Uh, for Kyrie Irving, if you look at what the the um, Celtics gave up, I mean, it's kind of it, it's somewhat similar. Um, I mean, they obviously gave up a little bit more than that um, by uh, you know giving adding Jay Crowder and Ante Zizic into the mix, um, but nevertheless, no, I would have done it. And I would have, and and you have to keep in mind uh, this, like the Suns, had they made that move, that would have been like pre, that would have been like draft day uh, moves. So when free agency Mm -hmm. hit, they would have been able to say, we have Kyrie, we have Devin Booker, we have TJ Warren, let's go get us. Like a foundational player who can fit the four, or the five, they could have really made a push for Paul Millsap, who, granted, has not he's has hurt, he hasn't really played well. Yeah. Um, uh, I so, I mean, that that probably, again, in hindsight, would not have been the best move. But they could have have gone after somebody of of that kind of caliber. Um, they, they could have added to their team be a free agency because of the cap space they had. So like you, not only like do you make that trade because you get Kyrie, but it also allows you to, to make a pitch to a lot of different guys and say, hey, we want you to come here, look at who you're going to be playing with. Like, yeah. In hindsight, I, yeah. I certainly make that deal, especially given yeah. um, what you're getting out of Josh Jackson. You're not getting what you – thought you would get out of josh jackson um guy's super athletic can't shoot to save his fucking life um and uh did y'all did y'all see that uh the alley-oop that he stole from from tyson chandler the other day it was on uh it it was on uh three gears on um uh, uh sports Nation. it was it's hilarious you have to go look it up. Um but uh but nevertheless no I, I would totally have made that deal. Um but let's move on. We got about thirteen minutes left. Um we got two more of these in our twenty twenty hindsight debut. Should the Lakers have drafted Lonzo Ball with a number two overall pick. Joel, your thoughts?
2: I still say yeah. I still think he has a future. I think he's talented, man. Um, is he as good as I think people were projecting? Probably not, but I still think he's really, really good. <laughs> like he can put up near triple-double numbers, and he—he's just coming along at his own pace. But even his pace is pretty—it's better than most rookies. So uh, he's not i am not saying he's rookie of the year, and I, and I don't have him as like maybe he's in like he's five out of my top five. <laughs> But he's still really good, and he is a top-five rookie at the very least.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I totally hear you on that, Juwan.
3: Absolutely. I don't even have much more to give to that. I would definitely still sign uh, – still draft him number one overall. I I, don't see how that – Yeah, I don't see how that, you know, from what you've seen from him this year, how that's necessarily a mistake, I mean – uh, they no. brought him in, wanting him to be a gifted passer. He's been that. Uh, the, the thing people are criticizing him for is that he's not out here dropping like thirty and ten every night. But what he gives them in Kobe. rebounds, assists, <laughs> right? What he gives them in rebounds, assists, and steals. To me, from a point guard, that's what I want. I I shouldn't need mm-hmm. you to get thirty. That's what Ingram and Kuzma and those guys are for. So yeah, I would still definitely exactly. draft them number one overall.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with. You. <laughs> Yeah, and I honestly, this is going to be a trifecta because I agree too. I I think he has a lot of potential, um, even given his his poor shooting performance. And the thing is, like mm-hmm. when it really comes down to it, like look at a person like Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard did not have a very good shot when he came into the league. The reason the Spurs mm-hmm. ended up trading. George Hill to the Pacers mm-hmm. to get him was because they saw the potential and they worked out his shot. Like, Kawhi Leonard can now shoot the ball very well. They will, like, I really do feel like he will figure out his shot. Like, that mm-hmm. will happen uh, because, like, just think about, like, the way Lonzo Ball is. Like, if you've seen anything on him, he's an extremely hard worker. He's very mild-mannered. Apparently, all of the players on the Lakers love him. Like, they they love having him on that team. They they genuinely like him as a teammate. Um, So that's good, too. Uh, Yeah, I mean, even despite the fact that he's got, like, a boisterous dad who says a bunch of crazy shit, like, whatever. Dude, I don't care. Like, I, he's yeah. a great passer. He, like you said, Juwan. He he passes. He rebounds. He he uh he, uh gets steals. I think he's averaging one point five steals a game. Uh, last I checked, yeah. uh, he does it all, man. Yeah, he's he's an all around basketball player. So yeah, I I would totally, even despite his his kind of slow start, which I think is is magnified because. Of the expectation that we all kind of had him under, um, and the fact that he's not, you know, putting up, you know, Ben Simmons numbers, uh, you know. Uh, nevertheless, yes, I still take him with the the number uh, two overall pick. Absolutely, Um I mean, I, I really do. I think he's going to be a really good player. In this league, he'll be an all-star. I don't know if he'll ever be a superstar, but he'll be an all-star at some point. I I firmly believe he will. I think they made the right decision. Um, All right, number three, and our final topic of the night. Should the Sixers have traded up for the number one overall pick so they could draft Markel Fultz? Joel, what are your thoughts?
2: In hindsight, I'm gonna say no, he shouldn't have. And not to say I don't like folks, because I don't. I just haven't seen enough of him, and I think he is gonna be good when he when he is healthy. But I like what I've seen out of Jalen Brown, and I think wow. And I didn't expect that Ben Simmons to be playing I mean, point I'm guard sorry, right mean, away you, like that. You mean Tatum? Uh, I'm sorry, Jason Tatum, <laughs> not Jalen. Yeah, right, Jason Tatum. Yeah. yeah, I really like what I've seen out. I like don't get me wrong. I like what I'm seeing out of Jalen Brown as well. But I mean, Jason Tatum is <laughs> yeah. <he's> a rookie. <laughs> Um and yeah, man. Imagine Jason Tatum instead of Co- Co- uh, you didn't have to pay Covington. I mean, Co- whatever Covington. Honestly, it'd be like you'd save money too. So you'd have Jason Tatum with Benson and fucking Saric and and um, JJ Redick and, and be, Jesus Christ, that's a scary thought. But, but yeah, what we but we still don't know what we're gonna get out of Fultz So I don't want to hate on Fultz until I see more from him. Um, but I think he does have an ability. I just need to see it in action. But yeah,
1: as of right no, now, I yeah, mean, I'm gonna uh, go with no. Nah, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, nah, I feel you on that, um, Uh
3: Yeah, I would still uh, trade up to to get Fultz, mainly because that's the Sixers' formula. Um, over the last couple of years, <laughs> they draft a player, he gets injured, sits a, sits out a year, comes back and 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 looks phenomenal. Like reasons so to I, do I it, believe, though, Juwan. No, not a reason to do it. But I mean also, I mean, we haven't really seen Fultz uh play a lot exactly, in the yeah. NBA. So I don't know enough to say like, oh, that was a bust or that wasn't a smart move. Again, I, I always say this and this is no disrespect to Jason Tatum. I do not know if Jason Tatum is a product in and of that of that um that system or if Jason Tatum is just really that good. So that's why I can't really, especially not have seen seen Fultz actually get a chance to play uh, fully healthy. I don't know if I could say that. But this has been the formula the Sixers have had the past couple of years. And it seems to have worked. So, I mean, Embiid looks like a monster. Simmons looks like a monster. Who knows? Next year, Fultz could be that monster. So if I'm Sixers, I haven't seen anything yet. Um from the outside that would make me think Foltz isn't gonna be something truly special next year when he gets back. So yeah, I'd still do it.
1: Alright. I see where both of you are coming from. Like there's a part of me that thinks that Fultz will fit so perfectly into this lineup because of his ability to play the one and the two. And so like when Simmons is playing the one He can play the two, and when Simmons is on the bench, he can play the one. There's a lot of functionality that works well with that if Fultz turns out to be what we think he should be. I do not think they should have done it for the simple reason that essentially you are giving up the 2,000 at this point because the Lakers are not going to end up being in the – draft position most likely um, that's going to convey to the Boston. So you're, you're in, you end up giving up the the Sacramento pick from next season's draft. That's such a valuable pick, like to give up, to give up that kind of pick um, and to trade one for three, that's just too much. To me, it's just it, it's too much. And I will also posit this: Simmons playing the point guard as well as he has, like it's like Markel Fultz is yeah. a point guard. Now, the point, I'm not saying he can't operate. I don't. I'm not saying they can't operate with a, a kind of dual point guard system. He's he's good enough to play off ball and 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 all of that. He's a good shooter, but like you, you didn't really need a point guard you already had one. So if you have Simmons, mm-hmm. you have Embiid, you have Sarich, you have Covington, I mean, you could have taken any number of people. I honestly, like, you know, I mean, obviously, if hindsight's it's being really 2020, you trade down and you take Donovan Mitchell, but obviously, you know, we, <laughs> that that's easy to say yeah, at this way, um, but, Nevertheless, I still feel like, regardless of knowing what Donovan Mitchell is, I, I I feel like at the time, I thought they should trade down and take Malik Monk. Um, and I, I still kind of live by that. Like, if they had traded that pick down to, say, uh, I don't know, uh, any one of those teams that are were on the, the late lottery side and could get some additional um, a, a player uh, for that trade that's what I would have done and I I, I kind of thought that at the time um, I would have taken Malik Monk but it, had Malik monk been gone my second player was Donovan Mitchell so had had Malik Monk been gone and they taken Donovan Mitchell it would have been perfect for them, because if you had Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell, Covington, uh, Sarge, and it's like, you'd be even better, um, so, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely don't think they should have wasted giving up a quality, quality first-round pick uh, just to move up two spots to take a, a, a player who Plays a position in which you already have locked up because Simmons is looking like a legitimate point guard. Like it, he's not a point forward; he is like right. the first seven-foot point guard. Yeah, well, I mean,
2: like um, six, six, it's crazy. He's better than we. No, I no. I,
1: well, no. He's he's grown since he entered the league. He's he's now at least last I heard. He had grown two inches um, since he entered the league. Um, so, he's, I mean, he's now seven feet tall um, from the, some things that I heard a while ago. But anyway, J- uh, want
3: The only here thing here I would say to that is me. I get how you wouldn't give up uh, as much as they, as, as they did. But, I mean, even in them giving uh, everything up that they did, they still look like they're going to be very dominant in the, in the very sure. near future. Um, and I believe, I mean, same thing like you told me, if LeBron came to, to some of those other teams, I think because uh, Fultz is a really gifted scorer, uh, that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's his thing. Uh, he, right. I don't think anyone ever looked at him like a gifted passer or, or a great passer or, a, you know, the prototypical point guard of the future. I think he's more one of those guys that if you needed him to, he could play off ball. Um, you
2: know, He's he could
3: a come up Yeah. You he could he could come up to court sometimes, pass it right to Ben, let Ben create the play, have Ben maybe drive it, kick out to Fultz for the open shot. I think Fultz could yeah. easily be that off ball guy. Um, but if it turns out he can't, hindsight, yeah. I mean, you you're absolutely correct. But I just I feel as though I can't yet make that that proclamation because he hasn't played a a, a season of, of NBA yet. So Let's see what he can no. do next year. Well, and I, I
1: get that. I think Fultz is gonna work out very well for them. I just don't necessarily know if if I, I I think they probably gave up a little too much to get him. But regardless of that, another great show, fellas. That was a lot of fun. This this is probably the most fun I've had yet on our full court press shows. This is a, this is a really Ooh. fun one. Um we got 20 seconds left. Jawan, Joelle, thank you so much, as always, for joining me mm-hmm. on these endeavors. Mm-hmm. Uh, join mm-hmm. us this Sunday. We're going to be talking Star Wars on Geek Vibes Live. It's going to be Sunday at 8 o'clock. Come join us. It's going to be fun. We'll see you next Wednesday. Peace out, fellas. And gals.
2: Peace. Peace.